0: This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm
1: Youth baseball talk Only on lineupmedia.fm Now your host, Jim Cromer
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by the Rope Trainers. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers, so check out theropetrainer.com today. As always, special thanks go out to Earl Perrin, Chris Verna, and John Smoltz for choosing our platform to get the message out about what the Rope Trainer can do for you. Uh, They also each week bring you the Rope Report by my good friend Kirk McNabb from Dirtbag Baseball Nation. And again, uh, quality people doing quality things in this wonderful game of baseball, and I'm happy to be associated with them. Um... Got a lot of feedback on last week's show, Um, a lot of feedback that I thought I'd get. Um, I got some negative feedback from some new age parents, which is fine. Uh, I'm not going to say negative. I'm going to say different views. A lot of, well, that may have been fine back in the day, but things have changed. And, you know, and it just got me thinking, which is fine. I love to have those conversations. Um, It sparks interest. I don't know if my – I don't try to, like, push my opinion on anybody. of like they're wrong and I'm right. I just try to say, okay, well, you know, what, I always say, what can we take from something and then what can we add it to that maybe we're doing right, wrong, or indifferent? Because to believe that we're doing anything perfect would be crazy, right? So um, I enjoy that stuff. So, again, um, very good, very good conversations with people, and I thank everybody for doing it. Um, Got me thinking, though, because some of the conversations that I had and this is the sad part for me and again I'm I mean obviously it's people that listen to the show so for those of you that commented I'm not coming back at you in a negative way but some of those conversations revolved around i right and what's best for me and i'm going to and and to get what i want and a lot of that kind of stuff right so i saw a tweet today that i thought was really good and um, it's something that we're actually dealing with in our town um, that, that I'm watching happen right before my eyes. And it's happening, like, to such a fast degree that we're talking just from my son's class, who is now a sophomore in college. So we're only talking two or three years ago, right, that I watched him go through high school. And then my younger son, who's a junior, his class. And I saw this tweet, and it made me think of the, what the change and, again, we can argue, not argue, we can discuss whether it's good or bad, and that's kind of what I'm going to bring up today. This tweet says, I thought it was really good because it really hit home. I mean, it is almost identical to what I'm seeing personally. Morning lift, 6 a.m. before school. Coach, I'm lifting alone after school. Do I have to come? Um, sounds simple, right? Sounds logical. Sounds selfish to some degree. Now, when I say selfish, here's what I'm going to get from some people. Well, you don't have any idea our situation. I'm going to get, yeah, but you know, our coaches don't know what they're doing. My son goes to a professional trainer after school. Why would he go work out at six in the morning? Okay. Um, My son is a D one athlete and he needs to go to his nutritionist and he needs to go to his therapist and his trainer after school. We're not going to trust my son to some high school baseball coach who still lifts weights like he did 20 years ago. Now, I bring those up because I, I understand to some degree some of the validity in those statements. I get that. I absolutely get some of the validity in it. But I want you to think about this for a minute, okay? And this is the, the, the gentleman that tweeted it, kind of his answer. There is so much more that goes into a team lift at six AM than just getting stronger, I would phrase it, working out. There's commitment, camaraderie, selflessness. Those are just some things to name a few. And and the thing here is, I, I, I hate to say this, but we've lost that. I see it every day. Commitment, camaraderie, selflessness. We're we're losing it. It goes it it gets worse and worse every year. Okay? It gets worse and worse every year, and I, I want to thank uh, Coach James, James Donahue, for that. Um, thought it was really good. Um, looks like, to be quite honest, um, you know, I, I, again, I don't know if he's talking from personal experience. Have no idea, um, but it was really, really good. Whatever he said, because again, if he if it's something he's Dealing with is it something he's um, something he's seen personally? I don't know, but what I can say is I, I'm watching it happen here. Um, for the first time ever, I have to hear a coach say, "I don't even know if we're going to have weights in the off season." Participation was so down. A, a high school coach saying that just as early as he, two years ago, there was 95 percent participation, all the way down to less than 50. Kids walking up to the coach going, coach, I'm lifting at the Y after school, doing my own thing. Come on. Come on. And I can't tell you the number of kids that have come up to me and said, they don't know what they're doing. We're not working out right. And I look at the kids and say, well, okay, um, if that's true, which, hey, I'm not oblivious to the fact that maybe the coaches aren't doing what you (laughs) want to do. How about if I drop by and check out your workout at the Y? Let me let me drop mine and check that one out. Okay, again, we've lost the whole team concept. Um, I, it, it's it's baffling to me. Um, it's almost like people don't think you need to be a team to have success. People want see that's the thing. People want success, but they they want to pick and choose the things they do to have it and a lot of times those things they pick and choose all revolve around that word again i or me those two words i it, it's I, I don't know I, I i i'd love to hear your thoughts on it and again i know what i'm going to get already so you know again i i don't need i don't need um i don't need you to Send back to me, well, you don't know my situation. Because I, I don't care. I'm going to be honest with you and say that. I'm going to do something I've never done. I don't care what your personal situation is. There is nothing you're going to tell me that is going to make me believe that your son or daughter that is involved in a team should not be doing team activities. Nothing. Nothing. Now, let's be realistic. If it's something off the charts crazy, like our coach is crazy, He's, again, I'm talking about 95% of you, okay? Just look in the mirror and say, if I'm going to email Jim and say, our coach doesn't know how to work out properly, don't send me that email. It has nothing to do with this. It has zero to do with it, okay? My son, my older son, and again, I'm not saying what I do is perfect. My older son was faced with this dilemma, okay? He went to a, a, he went to a very reputable place in St. Louis, here and in, in, in where I'm at, over in St. Louis. Yeah, I've had him on the show before, P3, Premier Pitching. Okay. They didn't, again, people that think you just go there and play catch, you don't. It's really about the body and working out. And he said, man, I mean, I, I kill it over there a couple nights a week. What do, I, what do I do? I say, well, you better talk to him and find out a way for you to do both because the team thing comes first. Now, Were we doing that so that he himself personally could improve? Absolutely. There is nothing you should be doing that wouldn't allow you to be part of a team as well. I would question anybody that would say that. I just saw a great article about how USA Soccer has failed kids with its development program and not allowing kids to play high school sports. It's failing you. It is not allowing you to do something that by all means could be uh, should be a, a growth experience for you, and a, something to do, something to participate in, something that's important to you. I love those excuses too, because I know some of those people. I've heard them all. You think what we're doing is not fun? I'm like, well, I, again, I, I, I ask your kid, not me. And ask them for an honest answer because what they tell their friends and what they tell other people is not what they tell you. They tell you what you want to hear. Oh, yeah, I want to do this because I want to. But that's not what they tell their friends, and I know that to be true. <laughs> Again, I, I'm just giving you examples. I can't speak for every, every person in the world. I'm talking about my own experience. But when it comes to the team thing, I'll never understand that. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it here in a minute. Um, Before I do, though, I want to remind everybody, check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. Subscribe to the show there. Do your shopping on Amazon. Some of you are are doing that religiously for us, and it helps with my producers, Brian Croc and Andrew Allen. I greatly appreciate it. Um, Subscribing to the show there, which is free, is important, but the, the great thing is you can go through our whole back catalog of shows and listen to the ones that interest you, the ones that something you might be dealing with, or you could just binge listen. I've had some great guests on, great influencers, great trainers. Um, I hope you enjoy them as well. Social media, um, really enjoy it. Uh, again, as you can see from from today, it was a great tweet um, by James Donahue that got me going on this. And again, James, thank you for, for listening and, and for being a fan. Um, uh, again, we follow each other on Twitter, and that's where I got this. And um, quite frankly, if you are involved in baseball in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to follow you back at Podcast Baseball on Twitter. The big ask, though, is to go to go to Facebook. Type in Youth Baseball Talk, like our page, click Invite Your Friends. If you can get all of them in there, that would be great. Um, we'd like to invite as many people in as possible. It means a lot to us when we get more people involved in the conversation. Share our pinned post. It would be great if you would do so. Um, again, Lineup Media... Group, thank you so much for your continued support of our show. We love being a part of your network. Now home to Yo! Radio, the newest streaming platform that you're going to want to download. It's free on your mobile device. Download it. The new version's out. You're going to love it. It's a sleek, cool design and uh, real user-friendly, and the content is fantastic. That's Yo! Radio. Download it on your mobile device. And again, I can't thank uh, Lineup Media Group enough. Um, For my supporters and the guys that make the show possible and allow me to stay on the air, I usually feature one each week. This week I'm going to start with uh, Precision Impact. I'm going to go to my man Dirk Dombroski and see what he has for us. Uh, What I want to remind you about Precision Impact is that, you know, they they deliver the equipment and the training equipment that you need to win. It comes right to your doorstep at a price you can afford. Okay, they do have their VIP club for inside training tips and special discounts. Uh, When it comes to hitting and fielding, it's a core fundamental of baseball. Um, getting as much hitting practice as possible is really important. You've, you've been there with me like I have. You show up with your team and, oh, we're at a new field, no no cage. Well, sure would be nice to have something. Or, you know what, we can't hit here. We've got to do this. They've got what you need, slugs, squishies, flex balls. They're all great for practicing in areas where baseballs would be unsafe to do so. So really means a lot um, to, to have those in your arsenal. Uh, arm care, you know, we talk a lot about that, throwing, doing the things that are, that are necessary. Throwing is a strenuous activity. Uh, athletes can endure uh, a lot of stress. Okay, proper recovery is vital. and uh, Oftentimes, young athletes will wait until injuries before worrying about arm care. Well, let's be proactive with it, okay? They've got the tools that you need to throw like a champion and stay injury-free. All of it delivered to your doorstep at a price you can afford. Again, that's precisionimpact.ca. Check them out. I know you're going to love their products. Uh, don't forget to enter the discount code YouthBaseballTalk. Uh, and you guys will receive an additional 10% and it'll show up at your door ready to go. So that's precisionimpact.ca. This is my man, Dirk Dembroski, taking it away.
3: Thanks, Jim. And as always, thanks Youth Baseball Talk and everybody involved behind the scenes there. Um, the more and more I get to sh- the talk and share, the more and more I get to feel like I'm giving back to a sport that has given me so much more than I could ever give it. But it just feels good to be able to share some information and some insights into some of the things I've had to experience and some hard lessons I've had to learn. This week, I wanted to talk about something that I wish I had known a little bit younger, and it's mostly about training. Um, this weekend, I had um, just an open open drop-in sort of training session with some kids in the program I'm working with, and obviously, it didn't, sh- it didn't surprise me at who showed up, and uh, who was there ready to train on a holiday-long weekend here um, north of the border. You guys up here in Canada was our Thanksgiving-long weekend, and, and it was really good to see that despite uh, a lot of our training being just put off because of the holiday, that there were still a lot of kids who showed up for this drop-in. And ultimately, when I look at young players and I and I try to see if they're putting in enough time or not or if I think they're on the right track to, be, to being – Able to find some success. Ultimately, what it barrels down to is me asking them to wipe out all of their practices and scheduled games and things like that that are with the team. And then, what I want them to do is think about what are they doing in excess of that, because ultimately, everybody shows up to practice, everybody shows up to the games, so you have to do more in order to get in order to get better than your your teammates, in order to get better than your competition. The minimum is just not enough anymore. So again, wipe out all your scheduled practices for the season. Wipe out all your games. Those are just the minimum. That's what everybody's going to. And then start thinking about what are you doing in excess? So, you know, this weekend was a perfect example, kids showing up to something that was totally unscheduled, unexpected, um, that not a lot of, not everybody or not a lot of kids showed up to. And it's those types of training sessions, it's those types of opportunities that ultimately you need to start adding up. And if you're doing that only once a month, you can't really expect a ton of success. If you're doing it, you know, every other week, you know, maybe a little bit more success. But if you're doing it, you know, consistently, even if it's showing up 15, 20 minutes early before a scheduled practice or a game, um, and doing, you know, some some dynamic work or or maybe some rec- extra recovery or maybe even just picking the brain of a coach, it, it's that extra that should only be counted as towards your success or towards your goals. And it's incredible how if I were to sit down with some young kids or some young athletes and ask them to do that, they'd probably, you know, some some athletes probably wouldn't be able to say anything. They'd say, well, I haven't come early or I haven't done anything extra. Ultimately, that's where what it barrels down to. You, you should only be counting the things that you're doing in excess of what's already to be expected to you because everybody's doing it. And so how do you break that six percent and what I mean by six percent it's a stat that I that we we use a lot on the program and on the kids that I work with and and traditionally speaking the average is six percent of high school players play college baseball six percent six out of every hundred so when you think about that it's it's on average about one one player from every team now obviously those stats can be skewed because two guys could go but it's likely that another kid from another team just won't go and so whether whether it's pinpoint accurate or not, I just try to make sure that the athletes are aware that, you know, it's it's just not a lot of kids going on to that next level. And so what are you doing to become part of that six percent? Right? 10% is not going to cut it. You know, 8% is not going to cut it. What are you going to try and do? What are you doing on a daily basis? Is, is it a mental thing? Are you reading? Um, are you in, pro, improving your IQ? Are you watching baseball? Are you talking about baseball? Are you obsessing over it? You know, what are the types of things that you're doing in excess to make sure that you're breaking that, um, that 6%, which ultimately is most kids' goal? Um, and then I started reviewing some of my old notes from some of the internships that i have had some strength programs and, and something, something they really preached to us, which was, which really resonated with me was speed is speed and strength is strength. Now I've worked with a lot of other sports that I don't have quite the understanding I do as baseball. So for instance, uh, lacrosse, hockey, football, you name it. And I've been designated to help them with their strength and their speed and I get it all the time, well, you know, you don't really know the sport that well, how can you help them? Well, ultimately, strength is strength, speed is speed. It's up to the athlete to facilitate the transfer, the adjustment from their new speed that they've learned and the new strength that they've developed back into their sport. So what I mean by that, is essentially, golf swing is probably a, a really easy understanding is, you know, a golfer goes to the gym over the course of the winter and gets a whole hell of a lot stronger and then goes back to the driving range and notices their swings all out of whack because they've gotten so much stronger. Um, and that could be an adjustment in their, their golf clubs or their shafts or whatever. But ultimately what it barrels down to is as baseball players get stronger and faster, they need to continue to harness their craft. They need to keep hitting the batting cage. And they need to consistently throw so that it all meshes together Consistently, and it, that transition and that adjustments in their mechanics happens naturally. So it doesn't matter if you don't know the sport. You need to know what it is you're trying to give these athletes. And for for young ball players, it's okay. You know, if you're looking at um, a coach who might not know the game very well, but make sure that they know their craft. Make sure that they know running mechanics. Make sure they they know lifting mechanics. Make sure that they know movement patterns. All those types of things. And then it helps – it definitely helps having a coach or a strength coach or a trainer who knows baseball because then they can visualize and they can help you visualize the lift that you're doing and how it's going to pertain to your sport. But ultimately, speed is speed, strength is strength, and it's up to the athlete to continue to harness their craft and to blend their newfound strength and their newfound speed together um, and that's what's going to allow you to to not have you know a really big slump or the yips or whatever it is, um, and and so so it's really important that extra is being done. I know I've talked about this before, and I know I've talked about goals, which which I can't stress enough. If you don't have goals, how do you know how to get? there if you don't know where you want to be and so it's crazy to me that when i sit down and talk with young athletes who are 15 16 17 that they don't have any goals they're just hoping that the best happens to them so you know it's it's really important that you sit down with somebody who doesn't necessarily um you know coerce you uh, into certain goals, but just helps facilitate you to just talk about them, whether it be your parents, right. But they, uh, might not be the ones to help with that. So maybe it's a coach. And if that's not the ones, maybe it's just a friend of yours, right? Sit down and really genuinely feel comfortable to open up and talk about some of the goals that you want to achieve. And then once those are down, once those are down on paper and you can recite them. And if somebody were to ask you on the street, what they are, you should be able to recite them and, and, uh, on the spot. Then you can start building a plan behind them. And then you'll know what kind of coaches, trainers, coaches, friends to train alongside with. And then you, you know you're gonna start seeing success because you have a very specific goal in mind. Um, you and you need to start training on your own and and sort of experiencing the struggle so that when you get around coaches, you have questions, you have comments, you have concerns, you have things that you genuinely need to work on, which is, which is why I've, I've been so thrilled to partner with Precision Impact because they allow and they, they provide products that allow young athletes to train completely on their own. Um, whether it be our slugs where, you know, I love to see walking in the facility. I see young players using slugs and, and obviously they don't travel very far. So it's not a really big deal to pick them up. Gives you immediate feedback. So as you know what to look for, you can make adjustments on your own. Whether it's our plyo, plyo equipment where kids and athletes can get stronger on their own and warm up more dynamically. Um, whether it's our V bands that allow players to understand recovery so much more, if you haven't checked out our website, please go do it and check out some of the training tools that are on there. There's just an abundance of them. And that's what I'm a big believer in is, is, is young athletes getting into the habit of training on their own, doing extra. And a lot of the products that we provide allow players to do that. And so again, Goals are going to be important. Reviewing how much you're training, all these types of things, I can't stress enough. It's it's just so important that athletes start to realize that the scheduled practices and the scheduled games are just not enough to get you where you need to go. Thank you.
2: Great stuff as always, and we appreciate their continued contributions. Don't forget that's precisionimpact.ca. And don't forget the Youth Baseball Talk discount code at the end. Uh, receive your 10% off of your order. Um, so getting back to this topic, um, I'm trying to you know again, I, I understand there there are certain parts of this that i I absolutely um, I absolutely get. The problem is is that um, I, I think it starts at like an age when people start thinking that what they're doing is more important than what the team does. and when I say more important, people are going to, well, I don't think it's any more important. I just think it's better. See, I, I think that's the word um And again, when does that start? Right. Well, I think it happens kind of innocently to be quite, quite honest with you. Um, I, I, again, I can only use my personal situation and I start thinking to when um, my son started doing additional things away from just his team. Right. So you start saying, okay, well, why did I do this? I did this because he needed something in addition to what he was getting from his team. My son, you know, I helped coach my son's older team I wasn't the head coach he had a great guy that was a head coach he admittedly would tell you listen I I just know enough about pitching to be dangerous I he would expect kids to go somewhere if that's what they were doing so but but where did we lose the whole okay I got to find a way to work this out some people want to say well you know I'm not going to take the time to do that and I'm not going to worry about it okay does that make sense I'm not going to worry about it I'm going to let it play out and I'm going to do my thing and I really don't care and if we make your stuff, we make it. But guess what? This takes precedence. You know, for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's, well, I paid a lot of money for this, and this is it. I don't have a choice. See, I understand there's always things. There, there are ways to work around these things, I promise you. Well, I paid a lot of money for this. Um, or, you know what? You admittedly don't know anything about pitching. My son's going to be a, a star pitcher, and he needs this. Okay. <laughs> there's a variety of reasons, right? Because we, we're, we're always searching for that next big thing that's going to put our kid over the top. And and again, this has nothing to do with the quality of the other things you're doing. See, that's where it's gonna get lost in this. Oh, there's Jim telling me what I'm doing's wrong. No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, I'm not saying that. I, I'm saying go do what you want to do, but you can't lose the team thing to do it. I don't understand where we lost that. I, I don't understand why you know it's funny. Um I talked to my older son about this because I knew we were going to talk about this. I called him, and he said that, like, you know, I think, and again, I can only use our program. I mean, they do, like I look at it, they do open fields in the fall, in October. Um, It used to be three weeks, twice a week. They would go out. They'd pick teams, and they'd play like like a mini World Series thing, right? Coaches don't really coach. All they do is make sure nobody overthrows. Kids throw like an inning. Everybody, you know, like each team and everybody. Th- Even some kids that don't pitch will throw an inning, right, just so that they can do this. And it would be three weeks, and the kids had a blast with it, right, had a lot of fun with it because they're kind of running it themselves, you know, older kids kind of running the show and bringing the younger. It's a really great thing for the program, right? Well, here we are now, fast forward just a couple of years later, and now it's down to two weeks, and they can barely get enough kids out there to have two teams. And we're supposed to be a good program. Where are they? Where are these kids now? Kids that play other sports can't do this, it, it, right? Like you can't be in season with another sport. I see all kinds of kids. Like I, I've been out there to watch a little bit. I, I don't. I see kids not there. I know one of them. I saw him. I. You know when I saw him, I saw him an hour later after it was over, back out at the diamond, out throwing footballs with his buddies at the baseball field, which I thought was fine. I again, be a kid. That's fine. I said, hey, what's going on? Nothing. I said, where were you earlier, though, for baseball? Oh, that's stupid. That's just dumb. That's what he said. (laughs) You know what will be dumb, too, when he doesn't get to play? (laughs) When he's sitting on the bench. I mean, he's literally out there with his glove and a football and another kid, and they're playing catch and playing catch with their football, which is completely fine. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. But you could have got a lot of catch in and actually worked on something with your teammates two hours ago. You got to explain to me where we lost this. It's, it, it, um, I, I don't know. I I I guess some people don't like things so they don't want to be around them or they feel like you know and again i'm trying to be as diplomatic with this as i can to try to understand other people's feelings and the fact that their situations may require a little bit of massaging when discussing them massaging the truth right um you know maybe there's a little bit of what do i care i don't ever get a fair chance anyway i'm going to come out here and have fun um you know, but again, there's kids missing from this that are re- going to be returning starters that do not play another sport that I promise you aren't like at home studying. <laughs> Where are they? There is zero reason to not be there zero so um i I would say this. It starts at a young age, too. See, that's the thing. That's, and again, I think it starts innocently enough. I think it starts when a parent who, basic, let's face it, when you're a parent, you call the shots for your kid, right? I mean, you do, because you take them where they need to go. You do this. You do that. They can't just hop in a car and take themselves here, take themselves there, right? I mean, I get all that, but it starts at a young age. So somewhere along the line, an adult decided, I'm, we're going to miss the team stuff right even if the kid wanted to go he couldn't go and let, you know and again I say this I, like I started this at a young age don't tell don't tell you know, like listen I'll never forget the first time a kid walked up late for practice and I said hey you know and he looked at me like well it's not my fault and I told all my kids and I, and this was kind of harsh for him being younger I said you need to tell your parents hey let's go I'm going to be late now listen Was I advocating for a a kid to like control the roost at home? No, I'm putting in their mind at a young age that you are responsible for yourself. And I did have some parents say, you know, hey, you know, yeah, I'm here. You know, he's on my butt. I'm I'm working, you know, and again, it's just taking ownership of who you are. And if you're going to and listen, if you're old enough to do all these, quote unquote, extracurricular things especially away from the team while you're already doing team stuff, then aren't you old enough to start taking some responsibility for what you do? (laughs) And again, I think it starts innocently enough, but again, you start looking for excuses to massage them into the argument for the why not versus the why. And again, I've had this conversation. What's interesting is I've had this conversation with other people. I've had it with the kids, right? And, um, I would say this. The number one thing that I've gotten, um, I, I would say is, no doubt about it, would be coaches. these coaches don't know what they're doing when it comes to lifting. <laughs> That's the number one thing. Okay, Now, I could sit there and defend these coaches when it comes to lifting, but the truth of the matter is when it comes right down to it, I have zero idea. Now, I find it really hard to believe, knowing the coach that I know, okay, that he hasn't researched this, okay, that he hasn't looked into what they need to be doing. I mean, you're talking about most coaches by nature are a little bit of control freaks, right? They implement a system. They implement what they want to do. I doubt very much, especially the one we're talking about now, that he just blindly picked out a workout and said, let's do this. It doesn't happen, okay? So let's be realistic, but again, I'm not there. I don't know. So rather than even get into an argument about something that I'm not there to see for myself, I always come back with the same thing. It doesn't have anything to do with lifting the weights. My, it's funny because these kids are trying to find a way not to do it. But as, but, but as I said earlier, I talked to my son, and he said, oh, and, and this is where I was going with the open field, right? So, and, and I'm sorry I got off the, off the thing, but it, it comes full circle. The bottom line is whether it was open field, Whether it was the first workout, which was always right around November 1st, whether it was the first um, they have open fields in in the winter, a couple of them, like they have a place that they can go work out indoors. And to hear the high school coach say, I don't even know if I'm going to do that because you have an open field and you have 80 kids in your program, which you can't include freshmen that first year. So take 20, 22 kids out, six, say 60 kids and five kids show up to the first open field that you have inside. Are you got to be kidding me? You have to be kidding me. It's quite embarrassing, to be honest with you. I'd be embarrassed. But to have kids sit there, and I tell them all, it has nothing to do with the lifting. It has nothing to do with what you're doing at open field. It's about being together as a team, enjoying that, experiencing that. I mean, what are we doing? And I promise you, this started somewhere. Like, you know, the whole thing of, well... I got to go because my mom and dad will be on my butt. People say, well, you shouldn't have to. Well, At some juncture, though, where's the accountability? I, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I ask that question all the time. People kind of look at me like, well, I, I'm not quite sure what you're getting at there. And I'm like, well, it, I, you know, my favorite is always and always will be, you know, well, you know, we, we let him make his own decision. It's like, okay. Um and I'm okay with that. So um, so if you let him make his own decision, will you not get involved when he's sitting the bench? Will you not get involved if he doesn't start? Will you not get involved if he was a starter and he's got a short leash? Because let me tell you something, folks. And this is really the full circle of the conversation. I know there's a lot of coaches listening to this. There's a lot of kids and a lot of parents listening to this who think their kids are God's gift to baseball, which some of you are, okay? Remember this, okay? Any coach, okay, is going to go into battle with the kids that he trusts, okay? Every blue moon, I always say this, the best players play, typically. I would say 90 five to 98% of the time the best players play. I've said this once and I'll say it again. If there's a kid that is noticeably better than another kid and he doesn't play, I promise you there's a reason for it. And this just might be one of them. See, it's easy for me to say because I'm not a coach, but I would say this. This is all easily fixable. All you got to do is make an example one year of some kids and the the, the message will get out real quick. See, because that's the message that's out in our town right now. I hate to say that because I love the coach and I love it, but the message in our town is so-and-so doesn't do anything and he plays, plays every game. You know, all I got to do is be the best player. So you gamble on yourself that you're going to be good enough that the coach has to play you. But then what happens is the kids that gamble on that don't do the team things, don't do what's necessary, don't act right, don't do that. When those kids aren't good enough, well, then the bitching starts and it's somebody else's fault. We had this in town a few years ago. It started with playing program ball instead of playing for the high school summer team. It started in our town quite a few years ago. And um, I had to have a conversation with a guy that he was blaming the fact that his kid his kid did not play on the summer team, but he played for a program team, and he wasn't starting, and he blamed it on that. And I said, well, I find that funny that that's going to be your excuse because there's three kids out there that didn't play this summer. Why are they playing? I mean, let's be, let's, let's be accurate, right? Let's be consistent. Has nothing to do with it. I'm sure it may fall into one of these other categories though, maybe, or maybe he's just not as good as the kid that's playing. Come to find out lots of other things going on behind the scenes that sometimes, unfortunately, well, I say this sometimes the parents, the last to know, but I don't believe that either. I, I, I don't believe that either. I think we, as parents sometimes cause the problem. I think sometimes we bury our head to the problem because it can't be our kid. All I'm saying is I think we've lost it. We better get it back. And, again, I think coaches are well within their right to do what they got to do to get it back because I think it's important, especially if you want to build a winning culture. And, again, just just my two cents. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it because, again, I, I don't know where we lost the team concept. I don't know, but it's puzzling. Um, you know, Again, I, I bring it up because weights are getting ready to start for a majority of the country for high school baseball players. Off-season workouts are getting ready to start and i consider and tell you as a coach i would say hey listen i you know you know you always look at kids and go no they're not mandatory you know well coach do i have to come no it's not mandatory neither is playing time playing time's not mandatory either remember that that's what i'd say you're darn right i'd put it out there and, and i wouldn't guarantee anything i'd say you want to be considered to play for me well then i expect you to show up you know, other sports don't have a problem doing it. There's another sport in our town that has zero problem doing it, and everybody seems to fall right in line. Put your cards out on the table. Stick them out there. That's what I do. But then again, that's me, and I don't have to deal with it. So, you know, again, it's easy. It's always easy to say, but love to hear your thoughts on it. Again, I, if you're not doing it, I'd l- you know, again, if you're going to send me, our coach knows nothing. You know, he's a volunteer. He doesn't – I don't care. It has nothing to do with what he knows. Okay. If you're going to be on a team, then be on a team. It's that simple. If the coach says everybody should show up Thursday night at the pizza joint and have pizza and soda, you should show up. If he says we're going to get together one day a week after school and sing hymns, sing, sing music, get, you should go. I don't understand this. This has nothing to do with the act of what you're doing. It's about being part of a team. It's really not that difficult. All right, moving on. Um, Let's hear what my man Kurt McNabb has to say from Dirtbag Baseball Nation. I'd love to hear his thoughts on this topic because I think I know right where they fall. And, again, that's Kurt McNabb, Dirtbag Baseball Nation, bringing you the Rope Report as brought to you each week by theropetrainer.com. As John Smoltz says everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Let's hear what he has for us
1: this week. Take it away, Kurt. Thanks, Jim. What's happening, dirtbags? Hopefully everybody's been off to uh, watching your – MLB playoffs and, uh, you know, lots of good things happening. Uh, Dodgers moving on, which was, uh, I would say more, most probably expected. Um, pretty good solid team right there that we're seeing starting to come together. A lot of, uh, a lot of mature professional ball players and, and you're seeing it come out there, uh, right now. So, uh, good for them to move on. Uh, one, one that was, uh, you know, the Astros uh, Indians, uh, uh old fashioned, barn beating um <laughs> you know they just took it to them and and, and you know i got to think to myself uh you know the indians unfortunately they just didn't have to, to go out there and play hard baseball this year and stuff like that and go go through those really dog day battles and stuff like that hell they they had the playoffs wrapped up by the all-star break uh when you got the rest of the division below 500 that it doesn't uh, create a lot of uh, challenge and, and adaptability and and force and and you know getting a tough mindset and a grind yeah they've been there year after year and stuff like that lately and stuff like that because the rest of the division has been struggling the twins had a nice little run there last year but uh, you know not a whole lot so anyways uh, you know I I use the word of uh, adaptability and and that's where I want to go with uh, this week on the rope report so you know, pitchers, uh, as we're always talking about. And, yeah, we talk about players in general and stuff like that. But, again, I want to stay on the theme of uh, players – or, sorry, pitchers. And, uh, you know, we're going to go we, – we forget that and we lose that uh, mindset or, or we don't even know about it, really, um, in the fast-paced world that we live in. And it relates to, to the sport of baseball as well. And we get caught and we just – you know you're a you're a starter. You're a reliever. You're a one inning guy. We kind of follow what the pros are and stuff like that for the majority in in youth baseball, and that's a mistake. Um, that's a mistake even in the pros. I mean, you see a lot of those guys. Trevor Bauer goes out and throws up uh, 15 plus wins again this year, and all of a sudden he's in relief. Um, that's a mindset. That's a that's a different mindset. I don't care that you're professional or not. That's a mindset, and and so. You have to learn to become adaptable and it's all part of that. And and I think just relax and step back and, and the importance of that allows you to be in control. Again, everything that I'm talking about over, over on the rope report, as you got the theme is about being in control for you. It's, it's your game. It's your mindset. And yes, the coaches, your private instructors, whoever it is, are going to help you along the way. But like I said last week in that conversation of coaches and private instructors being on the same page or getting connected, you know, if they're not, they're not, you could be all over the map. All right. And I see it day in, day out where, where kids just really never learn what's required of them, what's needed of them, and, and. You know, part of that is just being adaptable, being adaptable to yourself is going to make you a better teammate all the way around. And it's not, I talk about yourself, but it not in the selfish sense of the word, but it does have to start with yourself because when you are in control all the way through of yourself, you're confident. You've got that self-motivation that I talked about and that self-awareness that's required for self-confidence. And that's part of it. You know, we go down that list, your trust, network, your motivation, your awareness. But adaptability is part of it. And and when you're confident, you just understand that my job for this team and myself is to get hitters out. doesn't matter where, as a starter or reliever. Heck, let's, let's be honest. You want to be on the field. You want to be on the field anyways. So what's the matter? Get your arm health correct. Get your body correct. And get all the pieces working together, and you can be adaptable. Because at the end of the day, it's getting hitters out. It is. Um, You know, (laughs) it's it's some crazy things that we go through, and we don't even realize we're going through them. So, you know, oh, well, that win at the first of the season isn't the same as the win at the end of the season. Are you kidding me? Colorado Rockies and the Chicago Cubs go uh, head-to-head in Game 163 a week ago the first of the playoffs. So that win in April or that loss in April wasn't important. Sure was because it cost you an extra pitcher, cost you an extra game. They went out, lost three to two in 10 innings to the Brewers in game one. And, and, and it was just like happens with a lot of teams. They were out of steam. They had two high emotionally impact games, back to back nights. And it just, boom, one was a victory and one was a loss and then they never scored a run again. Well, there you go. So, you know what? Be adaptable. Be ready for change. Embrace change. Be excited about change. All right? That's how you're going to become a complete. It's just another piece of the package. But be a bit selfish and that to yourself. So you, when you are in that, thrown into that position, come playoff time or whatever, you're in a great place. You're in a great frame of mind you're confident you're enjoying the game when you enjoy the game your your level goes through the roof we all know that so just just passing that on to you again this week just being adaptable okay as a pitcher you know jim for example on on youth uh, baseball talk right here you know, he's got to adapt. He's got to change from week to week or whatever and that. You know, he may go in with one mindset for a show and all of a sudden he sees something that, that pops out of nowhere or whatever that was unexpected and he just adapts and goes with the flow If that. If that's important at that point in time, hey, you know what? Run with it. Roll with it. That's the way it is. And that's the way great teams are. Great teams are, they, they say, uh, selfless. And that's true. But it's really, they're, they're able to adapt. And take on new roles because they're confident in themselves. And they embrace the excitement and the enjoyment of, hey, you know what? Getting to do something different. This is awesome. All right? Very much the same as the rope trainer and stuff like that. They 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 saw something that could be a better training tool for play, uh, pitchers, throwers, catchers, all all position players that would help their arm health stuff like that and and they went ahead and they made it and they had to adapt they had to change it i mean the old the old original story in case you didn't know was you know a baseball with a towel right through it that's where they started before they got to where they are now all right with the baseball and the three tethers one two or three tethers you know, and so they were able to adapt, but they always keep adapting because they keep doing studies and keep doing testing to make sure that product's great for you. And it's a valuable, valuable piece of your, your baggage. It's like I said, you've heard me talk about it before here on the rope report. It needs to be in your bag. It needs to be in your bag, that rope trainer, because it, it's a vital part of your throwing program. You know, but you have to be able to willing to let yourself get in the right frame of mind to be able to use it and utilize it and not look at it as a gimmick. It's not a gimmick. I I call it, it's your best throwing buddy. I call it that. You know that. And I believe in that because it is. The next week I'm getting fired up with some indoors back home here where we are. and, And you know what? We're gonna be we working on the lower half, but in the, everybody's upper half in that hand is gonna be a rope trainer because that way we're not we're not throwing live, we're backing it down, we're getting the mechanics in, but we're getting we're staying consistent. Okay. And we're learning some new drills and we're learning to become adaptable. I'm gonna be talking to them about that young, new, exciting pitchers that are new to the process. All right. So I want to thank you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Great show today, Jim. As always, excellent. I mean, you're the man, you're the man at this and, and, and all you listeners know it. He, he's phenomenal what he does and it's just great to be a part of it. So I thank you very much as always, Jim. All right. And if you haven't got that rope trainer yourselves, get out there to www.theropetrainer.com. Enter dirtbagging number five. That's dirtbagging number five. So they know that you heard, of, heard from Kirk McNabb here on the rope report. All right. And if you don't haven't already, then make sure you're following us at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. That's at Dirtbag Baseball Nation on uh, Instagram and Facebook. And you can follow us on Twitter at Dirtbag Nation and the number one. That's Dirtbag Nation and the number one. Can't thank you enough, Dirtbags. Cannot thank you enough. Enjoy these playoffs. If you got your own ball left, go out there and get up, get after it and get dirty. Great stuff as always,
2: and again, we uh, really appreciate their their um, continued support of the show. That's theropetrainer.com, dot and of course, Kirk McNabb with Dirtbag Baseball Nation. All right, time to everybody's time to go to everybody's favorite Justin Stone as he brings you a tip each and every week, and um, just gets that appetite wet for some EliteBaseball.tv. dot I've said it once; I'll say it again. If you don't have EliteBaseball.tv, dot tv, you need to get over there, check it out, and see what you're missing. Um, again, his stuff is second to none. I love Justin. He does it as good. He's tied for first. Does it as good as anybody out there. Let's hear what he has for us this week.
0: Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone here from EliteBaseball.tv. And the offseason came a little quicker for us this year and myself than I would like it to. But already professional players are starting to come through the door for their off season workout plans. And you might think, yeah, we're going to go over their swing mechanics for sure, and we're going to write a plan of things that they're going to want to fix or try to get better at or more efficient at when they start hitting again, you know, usually around the Thanksgiving time. But you know why they're coming in right now? Is because the first thing we have to do is address the underlying physio, flexibility, mobility, and functional strength limitations that they may have, especially over a long season, that will break down motor patterns in the swing or the throw. You see, most of the time in baseball, as I've said on this podcast before, we try to fix everything with a bat and a baller in our hand. And we see that there's a swing error there, and we immediately want to prescribe 15 or 20 drills that will address that swing need. But in reality, the body is put in a compensating state because bigger muscles and stronger muscles are always gonna to try to overcompensate and keep dormant the weaker ones. And the longer that you do that, in, in fact, if we do more drill work here, more swings to try to make up for those overcompensating muscles that are making up for the weaker ones, the pattern gets worse and worse. It's cyclical. It snowballs. And what you end up having then is a player that will eventually break down and get hurt if they're older or if they're younger, they're producing a swing or throwing pattern that gets tougher and tougher to break, what most would consider just a bad habit. So how do we address this? First, you need to understand what your body limitations are. We've put together a physical screen that you can do at home that allows you to say, hey, I've got mobility or, or functional strength issues right here. What do I need to do to address that? You know, when you first start working out, whether it's a high school level that's starting to lift weights or what we stress at the youth level, already getting into some functional strength movements that just use their own body weight, that can make a huge difference in how a player swings the bat or throws the ball. With our youngest players, their core and scapular stability, strength in those two areas is a limiting factor. Definitely going to show up in their swing mechanics. So what do you need to be doing at home to get those things better? If they fail that assessment, we have a prescription specific to that player that's going to allow them to address their individual needs. And that's what it is today. Addressing the individual needs of the athlete instead of a cookie cutter approach. Because every athlete is a unique puzzle. And you need to see how the individual puzzle pieces make up the bigger picture. So this assessment that you can do at home will identify just that what are the limitations with this specific athlete and what do i need to do to overcome those so once you send us back this assessment the one you can do at home on elitebaseball.tv it allows us allows me the biomechanical hitting consultant for the chicago cubs to sit down and look at the pass fail screenings that you have and put together your off-season plan so now you're going to three months of the off-season on a daily workout plan that allows you to address those individual needs that are gonna help you fix your swing and your throw before you ever pick up a ball or a bat to train for next year. And check that out at EliteBaseball.tv. Today, it's the most exciting thing we've put on this site in probably two years, since we've added things to it uh, on a weekly basis. Check it out today, send us your assessment, and I'll look at it immediately, turn around your three months of a workout plan, and you'll be on your way to a better you for next season. Until next time, this is Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv, Then we'll see you on the field.
2: Great stuff as always, and again, um, I can't thank him enough. He's been with me now for a while, and it means a lot to me. And when you have the opportunity to, to, to hear from a guy like that, you've got to take it. So good stuff as always. Um, that's EliteBaseball.tv, Justin Stone and his training tip of the week. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. I want to thank everybody for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the show. And, again, um, as I look at it, uh, it's a great question. I would love to – and, again, I know I'm going to get some off-the-wall stuff. I know I'm going to get some stuff that I said I knew I would get. But it's the ones that will make me think. It's the ones that will make me think that's that I'm really looking forward to getting. So I hope you guys communicate with me on this this week. Don't forget, we're youthbaseballtalk.com. Subscribe to the show. Do your Amazon, shop, uh, Amazon shopping. Uh, check out our back catalog of shows, as I know you'll enjoy those, at Podcast Baseball on Twitter. If you're involved in baseball and you follow us, we're going to follow you back. Find us on Facebook, Youth Baseball Talk. Type it in, like our page, click invite your friends. Um, we'd love to have more people involved in the conversations. Share our stuff, like it, comment. It means a lot to us. And, again, special thanks, as always, to Lineup Media Group, um, lineupmedia.fm. We're very proud to be a part of their growing network and home now to Yo! Radio, the streaming platform that you're going to love. On your mobile device, go to the App Store, download it. It's absolutely free. You're going to enjoy it. The new version's out. Very sleek, very easy to use, and again, great content. All right, for
1: everybody here at Youth Baseball Talk, I'll see you on the field. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at YouthBaseballTalk.com, Facebook.com slash YouthBaseballTalk, or on Twitter at PodcastBaseball.
0: Plus, check out all of our podcasts at LineUpMedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of LineUpMedia.fm.